All right, y'all, what's going on? <clears throat> what's going on, man? Excuse me. Hey, you know, this weather be changing. That got me <clears throat> got me a little raspy here, but what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag CB99 Talks, episode 142. And I'm live, man. What's going on, Efrain and uh, Marcus? What's going on, y'all? And uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to y'all, man. Um, I had to get on here, though. You know, Christmas, I mean... It's not very busy around here for me because, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about all of that going on. But, yeah, I just wanted to get on here, too, man, just to, you know, kind of kick it in, release some stress and just talk talk some fights. You know, it's my day off. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm chilling. But what's up, y'all, man? We got another one, another live. feel like it's been a minute. I don't know why it always feels like that. Maybe because, you know, I've got other stuff going on. Then when I come back and do a live, I'm like, dang, I feel like a week. And I think it's been like three or four days since the last one, though. But, um, yeah, what's going on, Marcus? Ephraim? I hope y'all's Christmas was good. Hope everything was um, going the way you wanted to go. Hope y'all got whatever y'all wanted to get. Um, I ain't too big on gifts and stuff like that. Like, I don't really celebrate christmas in that fashion anymore you know not in that way you know buying gifts and you know the commercialism of christmas and stuff like that it's a little bit deeper than that for me now as i get older and it's crazy too because now it's like oh i got the money to get whatever i want but it's like i don't i don't feel like doing that you know and it, it really ain't about that for me but uh anyways Got a few things I want to talk about because he has been feel like it's been a while since I got to just talk fights, you know, kind of go back and talk about some of these fights from last month, too, because, you know, like I said, has so much going on, you know, rest in peace to my father again, because, you know, that's one of the things I was dealing with am dealing with. And um, during that time, you know, I was still watching fights like every now and then, you know, when I'm walking or something, I'm pulling it up on my phone or when I'm alone, just watching on my phone to kind of, you know, keep me, keep me sane, you know, try to keep me sane, you know, trying to watch these fights just to kind of keep my mind um, from just, you know, crash, <clears throat> crashing or whatever. But uh, everyone said Merry Christmas, good Christmas, but my washing machine just broke. Appliance don't care about holidays. No, they don't. Cars, <laughs> cars and appliances don't care about your holiday, man. They say, we're going to break down in the middle of the road or we're going to break down in the middle of a wash when you really need this pair of drawers or if you really need this this shirt i don't care no we're going to break down right in the middle of that wash <laughs> hope you get it fixed though man but yeah uh yeah there was some other fights like going on last month and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about just like kind of pick and choose first as far as uh, what what was a good fight, you know, a couple weeks, what were good fights last week and the week before that and so on, you know, or last month, like, because there were a few fights I wanted to talk about, but they kind of, you know, kind of escaped my mind. So I had to go back and kind of pull some things up, but Maybe Marcus can kind of jog my memory on some fights because I know one of the ones I want to talk about right here is um, this uh, Fatima Klein fight. I wanted to 
just just kind of go go back and talk about the performance she put on and you know just say shout out to Fatima Klein you know she didn't get the title shot over at Invicta FC but she did get a shot at Cage Fury unfortunately her original opponent had to pull out that's what sucked about the fight I was looking forward to that Cage Fury fight where she was going to be fighting for uh, I believe it was the strawweight title fight originally right she was gonna be fighting um, another undefeated fighter um, Jasmine Navarrete she was gonna fight her with a strawweight belt but then another young lady steps in because Jasmine I believe has some visa issues you know from coming from Mexico to the US right she has some issues so Sarah Koba steps in and Fatima Klein fights her for the flyweight belt instead and Fatima you know she put on a dominant performance you know she went in there out muscled outstruck and you know just uh overpowered and outstrengthed her opponent which is something I expect from her because you know I think that you know Fatima Klein much like Aaron Blanchfield you know they both have like this they, they both have this like dominant style about them where they like to just go in and bully they like to bully they like to put on the pressure and that's what Fatima Klein did in this fight you know she just kind of dismantled her opponent until she could finish her um in the third round of that fight but yeah um Fatima said she would be game to fight for the strawweight belt for Cage Fury too so she said I wouldn't mind you know moving down and grabbing another belt and in my opinion that would be good you know just to kind of rack up that experience because you know right now she's only five and oh there ain't no need to rush it to the ufc i believe that she said she would take the call if the ufc hit her up but to me i don't really think that she should be any rush to get into the ufc you know because we know we know and you know and i know that there's levels to the game and you get that wake-up call you know, ask fighters like Juju. What's her name? Gabriela Fernandez. Ask them fighters. You know, they were undefeated before they got in there. Well, Juju wasn't. But Gabriela Fernandez was. That they come in and they they get welcome to the UFC. You know, so I'd rather see Fatima go back in and get that title at 115 or try to get a fight for the title at, at Invicta you know be a two organization two organization champ or something like that you know but that was a decent fight that was a little while back i want to say it was almost a month now but yeah 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 i think it was like the beginning of november i remember watching it but i just got so tied up and didn't really get a chance to revisit that one but uh yeah like marcus said anisa mexin and um how you pronounce that name fit jija fit jija yeah, I saw that she lost that fight, Anissa Mexon did. And after seeing that, that kind of made me feel like, man, if her and Stan Fairtex fought, like, I believe Stan might have finished her in the fight. I mean, what'd you think? Um, I think she lost the unanimous decision. Right? I got to go back and look at that one, you know, but I remember hearing about that fight. But yeah, that was just, uh, what, a couple of days ago, like two or three days ago. You know, it was one of those 1FC cards during the week. So, yeah, I got to go back and check that one out. Uh, Gabby, what's up? She said, do you think Klein is better at 125? 
Um, it's hard to tell. She might be stronger, but it's really hard to tell because of the quality of opponent that she faced. I can't really say that girl like was on the level that that was going to test her because she didn't. You know, she she was a uh, stepping in. You know, she was stepping in, so she didn't really like bring the fire like her original opponent was going to do. So I don't know if she's been fully tested for 125. Like she looks strong because she's naturally big too. Like Fatima's not like this real limp lean straw weight the girl does have size to her like I, I think she could be be 125 like down the down the stretch but she's five six got a long reach and she's only like 23 right now and you know definitely not small like doesn't really have like a thin waist too so you know she is a big uh kind of a big straw weight so i don't know like i would have to see like her tested against a much stronger fighter at 125 to see if she is better but yeah she's always on the attack you know she's got that pressure style works on her striking you know she'll hit you you know if you step in and you try to get you hit her she'll hit you right back you know but overall like yeah there weren't too many great fights the past weekends i mean there was that one weekend where I had to put this picture up here, Luana Santos and Stephanie Edgar. That fight, mm, I had to mention it because it was kind of like a letdown. Like Luana Santos and Stephanie Edgar was kind of a letdown for Bantamweight. Though know, right now, Bantamweight is in need of some real action. And that one, that one was just not hitting, man. I mean, Luana Santos, I know she was stepping in because I believe what she's 125er. She stepped in with short notice, right? To take on Edgar. And um, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like a fight where they go through the motions and they really weren't bringing the action. And, you know, Edgar's not really a striker anyway, but I wasn't really getting the vibe like Edgar was in there trying her hardest to get this girl out of there, you know, or even like put on a show. So that was kind of a letdown as far as performance. Um, Julie Avila wasn't, um, of course, wasn't like a full letdown because she was just making a return versus Misha Tate. But it was a little disappointing because I wanted to see Julie Avila make a solid return. But when you think about it, was it really smart to match her up with a former champ that has been a little bit more active? I don't really think that was a wise idea. I mean, they may have done a better job putting her in there with Jossie and Nunes or something. I mean, I know what people are going to say. She's going to knock out Julia Avila, Jossie and Nunes. Are you crazy? No, nah, man, it would have made more sense. Because, I mean, Jossie and Nunes, she's ranked lower. She hasn't been as active, you know. So that would have made a lot more sense for Avila. Because Avila hadn't fought since, like, 2021 over two years and you can put it right back in there with misha tate who like i said was active even though she lost a couple of fights you know she still was a little bit more active and the girl has a better ground game and she's way more experienced than avila so to me i would have put avila in there with jocelyn nunez or one of these unranked girls i believe tanya lisboa has an injury though like i won't say her because yeah she has like a 
I don't know if she has like a torn ACL or like something damaging in her knee, something like that. But yeah, I think Abila, you know, would have been better off fighting somebody with less experience that night because that rust was showing. You know, she had no takedown defense whatsoever. Misha Tate was resorting to her old ways and, you know, just going in there and going after it to take you down. She wasn't trying to box good on her, you know, wasn't trying to strike or anything like that. She went straight to the ground with it. So for Avila, she needed somebody that wasn't going to put that pressure on her. But I hope she'll be back, man. hope she'll be back. Um, we know how it is sometimes with these fighters that have kids. You know, she's already 35. I mean, I know she probably likes to fight. But as far as, like, how she feels physically, we don't know. Um, does she still love the fight? Probably. But is that natural dog still in there? We never know. We never know, right? But I'll give her one more. I'd definitely give her a couple more chances. Not one more, but a couple more chances because, um, like I said, this one was just too uh, too much experience for Zaman, what's up? He said he believes Julie Avila was completely out of shape. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, he had two years out and coming in here and um, dealing with the injury and um, dealing with the injury and having a baby, of course, a lot of stuff going on. Like she wasn't in a fight shape. Two years out of the game, man, that, that takes them off of me. Um, but the other weekend, the, like a couple weekends ago, the, the following weekend definitely made up for it. I'm not trying to be funny. I just want to put this up here again. Like people think I'm being funny about Casey O'Neill. Like I hate Casey O'Neill. I'm not like Casey O'Neill, man. I'm just saying, like, this was a good this made up for it right here. This fight made up for that previous weekend when Ariane Lipsky went in here, showed some tools like this. She put it all together. I was impressed with Lipsky's step up, but it's like I've said before about Casey O'Neill. She's got a lot of heart. She's got a lot of dog. The girl likes to throw, but her level of skill is still not there, man. And, and on top of that, the, 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 the defense, man, like people think defense is a joke when I mention that, or like when I say defense, you have to be boring. Like, no, I don't mean anything about being boring, man. I mean, defense can come in your own way. Like, for a fighter like her, I'm not saying she has to be like Valentina or something like this type of defensive technician, but you got to get hit less. You know, you got to get hit less in there. And Casey O'Neill wasn't doing that. I mean, she came in there with a game plan of trying to dog Lipsky. And Lipsky came in there with a game plan to finish you know, keep her range and finish. And she was hitting her with bombs. Casey got a decent chin, but you can only take them shots for so long. To me, I don't know about y'all, but the fight reminded me kind of like Andrade McKenzie Dern. Jessica Andrade McKenzie Dern. Which is weird in that when I didn't really see it then until I saw the performance because I picked McKenzie Dern thinking she could beat Andrade. But this one here, I guess, was different because... Lipsky has more tools to beat Casey O'Neill. And I mean, she did it on the feet, made a clinch on the ground. Whatever she was bringing, it was it was her game. It was her game. So yeah, uh, Casey O'Neill 
she's got work to do. Uh, Colton said the division needs a personality like Casey O'Neill. I wish she was better. Yeah, she, you know, that's the thing. Like some fighters, they let the mic skills and the the, the personality get ahead of them. But you got to have the skills. Like you got to have the skills. Like, yeah, if she was a little bit better, she would definitely be bringing fire in the division. But unfortunately, with the way things are going, if if her skills don't catch up with her mouth, then, you know, we're going to see her slowly get pushed out of the rankings. And she's already down there now, right? I mean, I know you've seen it, Colton. It was like one time, I think it was maybe like one time a couple months ago, I mentioned it, but Lauren Murphy said the same thing like you said, basically. She said that she talks better than she fights. That's basically what Lauren Murphy said when, um, can't remember who was doing the interview, but they were interviewing Lauren Murphy and they said, what do you think about Casey O'Neill? And she and Lauren Murphy, she basically said, oh, Casey O'Neill, well, she talks better than she fights, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people kind of think that way. You know, a lot of people kind of think that way, man. But, yeah, she she has a chance, though. She's young. Like, it's not over now. Like, Macy Barber, she felt the same. She felt the same kind of sting. You know, she went through it, too, with uh, Roxy. Then beating grass, then getting beat by grass. So, you know, yeah. So she's she's felt it. She's felt it before too. Azama said, "How about Manon calling Zhang Weiling?" <laughs> it, it was probably that autocorrect, but that autocorrect get on you sometimes. She probably just said, "Oh well, Weiling." <laughs> Six, what's going on? He said, "Merry Christmas, combo man. Merry Christmas, man. Hope everything is good. Hope everything's good with all the all that just came in." Hope all you have a safe holiday, Christmas, you know. Um, but yeah, we we still doing the show tonight, man. Cause ain't much going on tonight for me. So just chilling back with y'all. <laughs> just chilling back with y'all. And um, yeah, kind of riding this last few hours out of Christmas here on the mic. Zama said, I question what High Five thinks about it since he was a fan of both Whaley and Manone. Oh boy, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta look at somebody with an unbiased eye on it. Who's going to tell you the truth? <laughs> Colton said UFC's probably pushed O'Neill too much, especially with the Jennifer Maya fight. Yeah, that was a little too much. You know, put Casey O'Neill in there with some more unranked fighters. You know, don't throw her right, don't throw her in there right away with Jennifer Maya when she's coming off over a year layoff and she suffered a, a bad injury. That's kind of what they did with Macy Barber. When Macy Barber got a torn ACL after the Manon, not Manon, but after the Roxy fight, she went right back in there with Grasso, right? And got beat. But then when she healed up, they put her in the right path, fighting the Jessica Eyes, fighting the Montanas. I think she lost to Miranda, though, but, you know, and she fought Andrea Lee and Amanda. You know, Amanda, she had a better. They had a better um, trajectory laid out for her, but after that, so Casey O'Neill has a chance. She has a chance if they don't push her so hard. Let the girl get some work in first, because you know she's she'll be a bust if they don't if they don't let her work. She needs to fight down for here, from here. Maybe the next two, two three fights, give her somebody. But that fight definitely made up for it. 
Arian Lipsky, I like to see her in there with, um, you know, a game, Tracy Cortez, maybe a Rose. If they don't give Rose, Jessica Andrade, somebody like that. I mean, you know, this fight definitely made up for it. Uh, I, Irene, Carol Rosa. And um, like I said, not in the fashion of being like this huge title eliminator type of fight, but action, you know, y'all, y'all bloodthirsty fans that's what y'all want right so yeah uh let's see one two three four five six just flipping through some stuff here uh running ring said good evening merry christmas six said manone has no ground game he said whaley eat manone for breakfast Ooh, that's a troll comment right there i doubt that i don't even see that happening she has no ground game that's a troll comment just earned her brown belt well no she earned her brown belt like a year ago and i mean the girl stays rolling man like just because you don't see it don't mean the girl don't have a ground game you know what i mean like just because you don't see it doesn't mean she doesn't have a ground game yeah she's got a ground game i know has got a ground game <laughs> you know she's got a ground game but um does does she have does Whaley have the strength and the size to take down somebody that big? That's the question. Can she take down somebody that big? I mean, Rose was taking her down. I'm just saying, you know, Rose was taking Manone down. I mean, Rose was taking Whaley down at 115. You know, so I don't think so, man. I don't think it's going to be that easy. All right, hold on, y'all. I'm just trying to upload something here one second and I'm just flipping through Gabby said turn this echo off okay there we go Okay. All right. Still got an echo. Hold on. There we go. Let's go. All right. So Gabby said Grass or Val or Whaley's chances or Whaley chances to become 125. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit a little bit about this. So like Misha Tate been trying to put herself back on the map. You know, she's got one more go around. I know Zama said you can't put much faith into Misha Tate. And yeah, I agree at this point, man. Like, I wouldn't put much faith in, like, not at all. Like, I mean, if anybody has, I mean, I don't know why. Like, can't say she's ready for a title shot off of a win over Avila, right? I think she's more in a position right now where she can just get wins and um, kind of finish out her contract. I believe maybe she has three or four more fights you know i think that's kind of what she needs to go for or if she puts together a string of wins let her get her shot and then move on like if if it comes down to that but to me the avular performance just kind of moved her into the realm of maybe fighting fighting somebody like irene aldana aldana you know i think irene aldana she's not necessarily like ready for a title shot off of that last fight, you know, people think that 
you know, she's erased that whole memory of the Nunes fight. Well, as far as action goes, Irene Aldana did erase that memory. But as far as title contend contender, no, uh, -uh. she's not in title contention, not at all. Irene Aldana, she can put on another banger. You know, maybe Misha Tate can bring that out of her, right? But other than that, I don't see her being this type of fighter that's going to go in there and um, be some type of threat to the title, even for Misha Tate. That's why when Misha Tate called out Irene Aldana, I said, okay, well, what's next for her? That's a good fight for her. You know, somebody that's going to push Irene to make Irene look good again, that's kind of tailor-made for her, that's going to come storming in, unless – Irene's takedown defense is raggedy that day and she starts getting taken down and she's put on her back then we might be in for a boring fight but if Irene can move and get take the stand with her she might be putting on another one of those bloody performances and that's kind of like the realm that she's in right now well that, that's how she's kind of won fans back but if she wants to get back to like a title shot Irene's got to start stepping it up, man. You know, she got to start stepping up the skills, man. She's got to go in there and start looking the part now, like mixing up the boxing with kickboxing. The, the, the striking has to be fluid overall. Like, she didn't really throw many leg kicks in her last fight. I know Carol Rosa was throwing them. <laughs> Carol Rosa was killing her legs, man. Like, and you didn't see Irene Aldana try to check any of them kicks and throw her own kicks back. Them legs was getting ripped up in that fight. You know, so right now, like, I think somebody like Irene is in entertaining and Misha is entertaining. You know, so when you put those two two styles together, maybe that's a good fight for Misha. Um, or like everybody's saying now, UFC 300. Um, Misha Tate versus Holly Holm, too. You know, go ahead and get that one out of the way. Like, they've already faced pretty much everybody in the, in the division like you know they they both have some common opponents they face some of the you know, same people yeah some different but at this point this is a fight that i know hollywood want but misha tate also says she wants it because she said she got a little she gets a little frustrated when people say that that was a fight that she was losing and then it was a fluke right but yeah, when I went back and looked at it, she was in the fight. You know, she was always in the fight. It was never like she was mentally broken or, you know, wasn't there. You know, Holly was winning the fight to me. But, yeah, Misha Tate was always dangerous. That's why she was able to submit her in that last round, you know. And if that rubs her the wrong way and you know Holly wants to get back, they should just make that fight happen for 300, you know, as far as one of the WMMA fights. All right, let me read through these comments. Hold on. There's something here. Okay, so you think Whaley beats Grasso? You say Shaweli will beat Grasso. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. I, I'm I'm gonna get to that. 
Colton said Irene had no answer for her legs getting chewed up. It was kind of similar with the Holly home fight where she had no answer to Holly's game plan or the Nunes fight. Irene can't adjust. That's a good observation right there, Colton. I mean, I can see that. Like, she she can't. I mean, she can't. Like, I didn't, you know, put it all together like that and just call it straight out. But, I mean, yeah, once you put every single one of those fights together, it's always a different it's always a different situation for her. it's always a different situation first it's can't get up can't get off your back you're letting holly take you down of all people you know what i mean you're getting out wrestled here you you had no game plan then kill rosa constantly chewing that leg up i mean front foot heavy stepping into it got wobbled a few times with that leg getting tagged i was i was waiting for her to like just check her leg kicks or like use angles to get on the inside and, 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 you know, try to extend that jab fully out and connect before Rosa can get the leg kicks, but there was really no adjustments there. And yeah, the Nunes fight, yeah, it was like a deer in the headlight type of fight. You know, she was just, Ooh, she got froze up. She was like, I don't know what to do, you know? So yeah, adjustments, man. Like that's a big part of her game. IQ. So when you want to put it all together, it's IQ, right? IQ is not there. So I think for her, IQ is a problem until she kind of figures out the situation. Uh, Panty Kansan fight. A Panty Kansan fight. Panty Kansan fight is good for Irene, too. I know we're talking about what's next for Holly, but... Even for Irene, I think for Irene, Panty is a good fight. Misha, I think Irene, maybe, but Misha Tate, if she don't get pieced up, she could probably take her down the way Holly did and have success. But I think Holly and Misha Tate, they might want to run it back sometime this year, you know, like first half of the year, maybe UFC 300 or something like that. I mean, which ones you want to see at this point? I mean, for me, I know Misha ain't going anywhere. You know, if I'm just looking at the Bantamweight division and if I had to choose, I know they're not big fights anymore, but if I had to choose, I think her and Holly should probably do it just to kind of call it a wrap. You know, call it a day. All right. But Bluebird, what's up, man? He said, Irene started MMA later in life. So she's still evolving and some things just hadn't clicked yet. They might never click, but I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do. And with the way she's moving, they could or they couldn't. Because at her age, you know, um, the more punishment she takes, the more she'll start to kind of deteriorate slowly. Kind of like Deontay Wilder in his last fight this past Saturday. You know, Deontay Wilder, he started in boxing late in his career went to the Olympics late in his career and did well. I mean, defended his title 10 times, but even now, like it's hard for him to adjust to be a much more uh, methodical puncher instead of the one dimensional puncher that he is now, you know, um, it's hard for Wilder to kind of make that adjustment in boxing too. So at his age, I don't really see him making great changes or evolving. And I, yeah, him and Irene Aldana, I think Aldana's maybe like a couple years younger than Deontay Wilder. So same situation, you know, I think either she could, you know, by th by this time things should click because 
with the damage he suffered in that fight, you know, it should be telling you, hey, our body can't take this much, this this much punishment anymore. You know, six said, Irene, if Irene can eat your punches, then those kicks ain't gonna do as much damage as we think. Irene has the Mexican boxer approach. Irene has to bite down on that mouthpiece and eat those kicks and just follow through with the combinations. Uh, that's the thing, like, she don't have to take those kicks. Like, you know, you have to take away those kicks. Take away the kicks from your opponent. You know, don't take them. Just like punches, don't take the punches if you don't have to. Take away your opponent's jab. Take away the right hand. You know, don't, especially as a boxer, like, that's the thing. Irene has the Mexican boxer approach. Sometimes that warrior mentality can get you hurt, man. Like, just take the technical boxer's approach and take your opponent's weapons away. FC, what's up? He said, hi, everybody. Just in case you may want to know how to pronounce Irene's, Irene in Spanish. It sounds something like, uh, what is that? E, Irene. E, I'm not even going to try, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it all off the mic. Hold on. E, Irene. Irene. That's a lot of syllables, man. In English, it's only two syllables, but in Spanish, it's what? One, two, it's like what? Six syllables or five? I mean, five syllables? Dang. <laughs> e, Irene, and Irene, and I'm not even trying to flow with just read that. I'm trying to read it. E, okay, E, R, N, N, A. Instead of I ring all together, okay. E R N E E R N A N A. <laughs> okay, bro. I'm gonna um. He said all together. I'm trying, man. Easy, man. What's up? What's up? Merry Christmas, everybody. Glad I'm hopped on. I was just watching the game. Good to have you, Easy. Hope you have a good Christmas. I'm over here trying to pronounce the Spanish version. Okay. E. 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 N. A. Okay. E. 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 N. A. E. E. N. A. Aldenia. We'll work on it. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Paul, what's up? Okay. He's trying to see. Maybe I need sounds like a name you okay, much better. Okay, FC South. I got it much better. All right. Marcus says sounds like a name you pronounce. <laughs> That's just how it sounds when I'm trying to say. I'm trying to like get every syllable, but you gotta let it flow. That's the thing with any language. You know, you gotta let it flow. Don't overthink it. I'm I'm overthinking it. But I'm going to try that from now on. I'm going to try to pronounce it the right way. It's just like with Whaley, Zang. People say Zang. I'm trying to say Zong now, like Zong Whaley. You know, they say the last names first. So I'm, I'm going to try to get it. But uh, let's see. Moving on. But yeah, for yeah, for Misha Tate, who do y'all want to see her fight? What, what about you, Paul? Do you, do you care about Misha Tate? All right. FC said much better. Thanks, man. Thanks for the 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 spanish lesson too you know definitely but yeah who do you want to see me should take fight at this point paul i'm in uh, easy you know i gotta ask you about cupcake tape 
Should it be Holly or Irene? Irene. <laughs> uh, Paul said Ronda. That's what everybody's been saying. Ronda Rousey. They want to see her fight Ronda Rousey now. They think she should be in there doing that third fight. They think she has a great chance, which she might. But what does that really say? Like, you got to get Ronda when she's been out the game for over half a decade. Uh, I'd rather see her fight Holly again. Robot Chicken, Merry Christmas, man. Hope your holiday is good. Let it flow like the two-time chant, Whaley Zong. Zong Whaley. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of champ, speaking of champ, Robot Chicken said Tate versus Holly. True here, what's up? He said with she can run it back with Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Her and Cat, that first fight was a bloody mess. Good action. Run it back with Cat. Um, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the champ, like six was talking about Grasso taking on Wei Lee. What about this man, Grasso Shevchenko three, man? Y'all think it's gonna happen early 2024? Um to me, it needs to happen. It, it it's it's still a fight that needs to happen. And I personally don't want Wei Lee to try to step in and take this action right now because I don't care, man. Look. I know we're coming up on the third fight and people are sick of this, but that just shows you how competitive and how much fire there is in the flyweight division. Enough fire that we don't need Zhang Wei Li in it right now. Like enough fire at 125 with Zhang Wei Li don't need to be there, right? And um, with with this going on with Grasso fighting Shevchenko, it could go yet one, two, three times. Because that's how level high the level of skill is right now. And the rivalries that are going on, the rivalry that's going on here. Then you got Aaron and Manone going on. Like the division is just on fire without anybody else right now. You know, if Whaley wants to move there at some point, fine. But yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and see this thing close out their rivalry. However it goes, I know it could it could wind up being two, two, you know, Grasso with one draw. It could wind up being one, one, and one, which would be kind of terrible because then we might get a fourth fight. But yeah, it, it's uh, it just shows you, man. Like Grasso Shevchenko is a good little series that everybody's been waiting for. Like we really weren't waiting for another straw weight to move up at this point. Not me, you know. I wanted to see this. I wanted to see like what Grasso could do. So hopefully, this thing happens early 2024. And when I say that, I'm hoping it happens for UFC 300. You know, let's go ahead and get it. Uh, I know where it is. Again, I said in one of my streams, somebody said Valentina needed the surgery. Then somebody else said that the two surgeries already happened. So maybe I need to check into the news myself, but I haven't really been seeing much myself. But from what I'm seeing in Valentina's photos, her hand doesn't look like it's wrapped up or anything. You know, everything looks fine. You know, I guess she had both surgeries. And um, like we discussed before, you know, Dana White has already said, like, by March, she should be striking again. So I'm sure she probably should be training sometime in january or february so by april you could definitely place them as like 
the co-main or co-co-main on UFC 300. Because um, UFC 300, I think they might try to do two men's fights for it, the main and the co-main event. So I'm thinking they might make theirs the third third down. Zombie said, what is it with the second surgery rumors? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's that's what I've heard. So I'm just reporting what I heard as far as it happened, but I don't see I don't see any like any I'm looking at her hand now. Like I don't really see anything showing on her hand like it's damaged at this point. I think it's fine. Yeah, this 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 photo of her just a day ago. I mean, look at her. She's gripping a gif, you know. So I think she already had, look, look, hands are moving. Look, she posing with her hands and everything. So hand looks good. Hands look good. Look, holding a shotgun in one picture. Um, holding her uh, yoga mat in one picture. And she's balling up her fists in both pictures. So it's like both fists and pictures. So it's like, um, I don't think she's uh, damaged. You know, so. But yeah, no training though yet, easy. He said, I think that dude was lying about surgery. Okay. Yeah, no training yet, but it's the holiday season. But as far as the holiday season, I don't see anything wrapped up. So I think her hand might be good to go. Because, like I said, the info from Dana, which I kind of have to take more as gold than, you know, just somebody that follows Valentina as like a fan. Sometimes you got to go by what Dana says because he's. He's the one, you know, making sure these fights are being made. So Dana says she'll be striking in a couple of months. You know, he says she'll be striking in a couple of months. So, yeah. So with that being said, there's really no need to push this thing back. It needs to happen early 2024. Put Grasso in the mix. Put Valentina in the mix. I mean, they both have broken hands. <laughs> and they both should be recovering around the same time. Let's finish this. No need to push it back on Val now because in the meantime, Val's going to have to hold out and do what? Just wait. There's nobody for her to fight. There's going to be nobody for her to fight while they try to sneak in Wei Lee on her. But, but you know, maybe that was just a little thing to kind of spark some interest even in Dana White to make him think like, okay, Wei Lee is I and flyweight. So maybe one day she'll be there, but not right now, you know? True here said, I think Macy will be the flyweight champion at the end of 2024. Ooh, 2024, you think? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have to look at who's lined up. But, yeah, if she comes in and dominates Chikagan, who is number, what, four or five, she has a she has a title shot next after the winner, Aaron Manone. Um, A lot of weirdos are fake news. Oh, <laughs> Easy as I would start looking at the social media. Yeah, if Val isn't training by a certain time, something's up. I think that dude's lying about surgeries. Yeah, I, I think that from what I'm seeing, her hands are good, so maybe the training will start soon. Robot Chicken's question about Grasso. He said, if Grasso cleans out this division, would that put her over Valentina? Yeah, I think so. If she cleans out this, this division... Most definitely. I think it would. Like, as a flyweight, you know, like, I definitely would still say Valentina, you know, laid the foundation as one of the best fighters of all time. But, you know, Grasso cleaning out 125 right now, 
that would definitely put her in the, in 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 talks to say, wow, she's she's really she's really come up. She's probably the better flyweight champ here. And that's what I was saying about Wei Lee. Like if Wei Lee could clean out 115 right now, not worry about 125, she could outshine Joanna's resume. But in the meantime, you know, Joanna still has that resume as the most consistent, active, and dominant strawweight champion, you know, with five title defenses. But if anybody was to dominate and defend their belt at least four times with this crop of flyweights, shoot, even four fights, even four defenses for Alexa Grasso could put hers over Valentino. Or it would be the argument. It would be the argument. Because let's say Grasso beats, let's say Grasso defends against Valentino. So let me ask y'all this, like, do y'all consider a draw a title defense? Are y'all going to lock it in as a title defense? Let me ask you that easy. What do you think, easy E? What do you think, Zaman? Like, I'm going to ask y'all that question. Do y'all think, do y'all count a draw as a title defense? To me, it's hard to count that as a title defense because, I mean, you didn't win. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't really lose. You just holding on to the belt from the previous one. And you just, you, the two of you are just going home saying, well, that was a stalemate. So let's try again. It's hard to count that as a title defense robot. So to me, I'm going to start with their fight. For me, if I'm looking at this thing to say who she beats, exactly. Yeah, I don't count it. Um, to beat Valentina's resume, I'm going to say Alexa's got to defend the third fight against Valentina. That's one. First defense against Valentina. Then defend against Aaron. And then defend against Manon, however that order goes. Then defend against Barbara in a rematch if Barbara wins her fight. That right there, man, if you beat Valentina, Aaron, Manone, and Barber, or if you beat um, Valentina, Aaron, or Manone, and Kareem Silva, <laughs> three or four of those, you know, three or four of those names would make you say, like, wow, like, Grasso is killing it right now. You, you always say, mm, three of them defenses right there, man, them things is tougher than four or five of Valentina's, you know what I mean? Like, especially if she dominates, you know, especially if she gets to dominate them fighters. Yeah, you defend the belt without winning, but yeah, I don't, to me, like I said, like, it's not really like this legit title defense where I say you beat that person, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really count, like, yeah, you, you kept it, but you're still the champ, but to me, it's not like you beat that person like zombies that he officially thinks i think it is i i really don't though i mean i know on paper what was said on paper but no nah, not to me yeah if grasso beats val twice that's two well technically on paper it is but i still count if she beats her the third fight that's that's legit 
that's legit. Uh, Easy said, draw literally means nobody won the fight. It's not a title defense. The title can't change hands only because nobody won the fight. Right. Basically, yeah. Like, really, you didn't defend it. It's just like the fight happened. We both got hit. We both took some blows and we both almost got taken down or whatever. But when it comes down to it, it's like it really doesn't count because we fought to a draw. We fought to a stalemate. You know, nobody's a winner and nobody's a loser, right? So did I defend it? Okay. Yeah, somewhat. I guess it's like <clears throat> if somebody's trying to break down your wall, if you you know, your, your, your kingdom, and they don't win, they don't break down your wall, they don't take your throne, and you don't kill them, and you don't, they don't take any casualties. They go back home. So in a way, that is kind of a title defense. <laughs> it's not like a legit title defense, man, like where you can say this person really did some damage and they, they, you know, they, they made a big statement, right? But yeah, you can see it like that. Like if, like I said, if the army comes through and tries to take your throne, you fend them off, you fend them off just to make them go home and they don't take any casualties. You, your team doesn't take any casualties and your, your, you know, your throne is safe. It's sound, you know, it, it, some, somewhat of a title, I, I guess, I guess. Uh, let me see. T, 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 Y, K said it should be simple if Whaley and Islam want a double champ fight three or four times a year like izzy and max volk usman and the level of competition they were facing was even higher it actually does count the title events because it was never took like it like like it more not like it or not that's actually a defense yeah like i said on paper it is but to me that's i i just don't see it as one i'm ready for this saga to be over yeah i, I am too that's another reason like I'm enjoying the fights, but I'm ready for it to the more and more I'm sitting here talking about title defense. I'm ready to see something new happen, too. That's why I say early 2024. Let's go ahead and get this fight over with. Let's put this on UFC 300 as well, y'all. Let's hope this thing gets to UFC 300. Okay. Take home two UFC 300. Yeah, I'll take that, Kel. I'll take that. Definitely. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, definitely take that. But uh, Grasso, Shevchenko, how do I see it going again? These two, man, these two are going to fight, fight to the death again, man. They're going to be going at it. And it, it all comes down to uh, seeing if Val can take that punch again. I mean, first fight, she got a little rock. She got dropped. Got dropped in the second fight. Man, just shows you, man. Val was like that style of grass was just like a thorn in her butt, man. I was just like, what's she gonna do? Like, what can you do in the next fight? Well, pick it up on the jab again, you know, pick it up on the jab and go for them takedowns, you know. Um, Ephraim says she defended her title in the sense that there was a challenger and she showed up the defender belt, whether she was successful at a move, I guess. Right. <laughs> Basically. Right. 
she heard the words and still and kept the belt, right? Yeah, yeah, you hear the words and still. So technically, yes. If if Grasso goes on a run, people won't care about rubies. No. No. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, once she legit wins, if she can legit win against Valentina, then I would say, oh yeah, like I would look at it with a little bit more like, okay, that's her first W. Yeah, let me rephrase it then. Like, okay, she's got one title defense, but I, I, I mean, first W as a champion. All right. So, see, I got to. I got to narrow, I got to really drill it down for you and what I mean. Okay. If she goes on a run with nothing but W's as title defenses, if she goes on at least three W's, that's what we got to do it now. Not draws, but W's. If she picks up three W title defenses, then that, that could almost step into the realms of Valentina, especially with the quality of uh, opponents she's going to be facing. Aaron, Manon. Kareem, Natalia, Macy, all of them fighters like that. Like if she could go on a W run, a good W run, yeah. Grasso has Valentina's number. I'm picking Grasso again. She's trying to close the show. Yeah, I um, mm, I don't know yet. Uh, didn't win the last one. Um, honestly, I thought she won the first one. And and Valentina won the second one. Uh, let's see. TTTYK said, don't talk about double champ if you're not fighting three or four times a year in the story. Max had four title defenses a year and four title defenses in 13 months. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, let me jump to that topic for a little bit. I was going to jump to, we'll save, save Suarez Lamos. I'm going to come back to it. CTTKY, let's talk about that now. Okay, so that, that, well, this is the question I got for this segment about Wei Lee. Let's let's talk Wei Lee a little bit. I see I got y'all going with that draw talk now. <laughs> I got y'all talking with that, that that with that draw talk. So to to make it simple, so y'all understand what I mean, I'm talking about somebody that get that defends their belt with W's. Okay, that's what I meant. But uh yeah, Whaley, since triple T Y K brought up Whaley, like I got a question. Like, do you think this coming year will Whaley fight twice in 2024? Do you think Whaley's gonna fight 2020? Do you think she's gonna fight two times in 2024? You know, because yeah, that's a good point too. Like Triple T K Y Y K is making is the fact that it's kind of hard to get behind uh, a champion that wants to, like some people say, chase greatness, or when they try to jump up to another weight class, you know, they try to jump all the way up and do something big when they haven't fully um handle all the business at home yet you know to me when i'm looking at john whaley as a champion and she just won the belt from carla i'm like okay she's got 
she's got the world ahead of her right now. Like she's got the style. Uh, she's got the growth. She's got some good fights. She's got some good opponents lined up. You know, Tatiana's. Um, she's back. She's back down to 115. Then you got Amanda Lamos. You know, this was before they fought, right? Got Amanda Lamos. Uh, even before Andrade started going on a streak of losing, I was like, you got her in the mix. And even then, if you didn't count Andrade, I mean, you still got some good fighters. Yan Zhana, she's a good fighter. Um, I know Mackenzie Dern, you know, not so much as her anymore. She's on the radar, but there's some good fights out there for her. You know, so to me, like, there's really nothing that interests me again in like a grasso fight where it says that, you know, pickings are slim down here. I got to move up. And in the way she's kind of moving with it, it's just like, what are we going to do, man? Like, are we going to fight anymore this year? Like, we holding back? Like, what's going on? Because I just think back to when Joanna was champion, you know, seemed to fight more times. Like, not blaming her, of course. I'm just kind of saying, like, what the UFC has, has, has in store for right now. That's why I just asked that question. Like, will she fight uh, at least twice this year? You know? Uh, let me see. DJC said UFC is protecting Zhang from Suarez. Zhang wanted to fight Tatiana, and the UFC still makes Suarez fight someone else and choose Yan, who declined Tatiana. But Yan is ranked higher. Yan's ranked higher, so I would still give Yan the title shot over Tatiana. Like I said, like Tatiana, rock with Tatiana, but I would go with Yan before Tatiana when it comes to the title shot. Just because she is ranked higher and she did get her two wins first. So, which brings me to that question. Can two fights happen? Absolutely. Both of those fights could happen. You know, there's really no rush for them to happen, you know, for them not to happen. Like, it would be, it would be crazy if they didn't both happen. Like, I think Valentina's fighting everybody down the rankings. Whenever she was champion, you know, she was, she went from, you know, Chikagan or Murphy, Jessica Andrade. If your fighter is active, then there's no there's no harm in waiting. You know what I mean? Like there's no harm in waiting. But now it seems like there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of waiting going on. That's why some people they be inactive. Like now, Yan, to me, her title shot could have happened back in December. You know, her title shot should have happened back in December, honestly. But nope. Now she ain't going to be fighting until, what, April or something? And that'll be almost a year for her. But if you just go down the list, you just go down the list. Each each person get their title shot to me. That's why I say there should be a way she could be fight two times this year. As long as she, well, she could still do a flyweight thing if she wanted to. But when it comes to straw weight, there's a legit pair of fights waiting there for her. You know, you got a number three and you got a number four right there. Um, just line them up, you know, Whaley, Yawn next. If Tatiana beats Lamos, then boom, she's going to get the next, she can get the next shot. Kind of like what Aaron and Manon doing. And then they got to fight. Once they fight, they'll fight the winner of Grasso Valentina, you know. He said, I, I feel like Whaley will fight at the UFC 300 and again at Madison Square Garden in December or possibly in the summer in China. Yeah, when is that China card? When are they going to do that Shanghai card? They're supposed to be doing that Shanghai card at some point. 
DJC said yawn is a waste of time, and you know it. How's it a waste of time? That's what I need to know. Like, how's it a waste of time? Like, I wouldn't be talking about it if I felt it was a waste of time. I mean, like I say, get out your feelings, y'all. Don't, don't get out your feelings. You know, just just look at who who's on the top. The on fight ain't a waste of time. I mean, it's it's there. Like, how you think Valentina get these title defenses? How you get, how you think she get these title defenses? You think she just wait for one fight that looks interesting? Like, no, nah, you got to go and clean your division out. Like, even if she beats Suarez, that 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 don't mean she's ready like to move up the flyweight. You still got some legit fights. The fight is interesting. The fight will be interesting. If they can make the fight happen in China, it's an interesting fight. Like, you just never know what Yan can bring to the table when it comes down to her style. Like, she's she's been working. She's been improving. You never know what her footwork can do. Like, the girl can box. She has kickboxing. So, to me, that's a fight. I think it's a legit fight. Now, Suarez, on the other hand, that's a good fight, though. That's a really good fight. But that's only because people think she's going to win. And that's what y'all thinking. Like, my thing is, y'all don't, I don't think y'all want to see like competitive fight. You just want to see somebody win. Like, Suarez could go in there and destroy Waley. But it's possible. You know, maybe like before she would have, but. Yeah, you just want to see the belt change. But me, I just want to see some good fights. Like, I want to see if Whaley can go on it. If she can go on a long streak, you know, if she can't, then it changes. That just tells us where she stands, you know? But, yeah, if she got to fight two times this year, that's it. Just go down the rankings. You start with Yon, then you go on to Tatiana next, and that's how it works. You got to rack them title defenses up and you got to clean out the division before you can move to flyweight. Right. Now that you point that out, I do remember Val vouching for her opponent's title shots like Izzy. That's a real champ. We got to get re- we got to respect those champs and praise that. Right. That's what you do, man. Like, that's what you do. Like, once you beat the number two or the number one, you go to the next person and you say, I'm fighting that person next because they earned the title shot, right? You 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 be you you have to be active, and you have to give the next person their shot. And you got to wait in line. That's the whole purpose of like a ranking system, you know. That's the whole purpose of a ranking system. Like you can't just pick somebody because you like them and say, "Oh, they deserve to jump over this person." They just beat just gone dry. Well, y'all just beat just gone dry. Y'all just beat Mackenzie Dern. She's ranked number three. Tatiana's ranked number four. She's not that far behind. It ain't like so. It ain't like Suarez got to wait two or three more years. Like she's right there. And now if she does beat Lamos, then boom, she's got a shot. She's got a shot coming. Shoot, look at what Aaron and Manoa are going through. They they went six and zero. Oh. Aaron and Manoa went six and zero. Oh. Before they can even get this shot. Now they gotta go seven. Somebody's gotta go seven and over before they can get it, even get a title shot to prove that they're the next title contender, you know. 
easy said, I don't really think Suarez is a given to beat. I'm realistic. I just want a good fight, too. Exactly. That's all I want. Like, maybe back in the day, 2019, 2019 Suarez and 2019 me, or 2018 me and 2018 Suarez, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Suarez, she destroying Rose. She's she destroying Waylee, all of that. But I think, you know, Whaley's got to a point to make that, that, no, nah, it's going to balance out now. Walter Bell, I appreciate that, man, the 10 spot. Triple T, Y, Casey, I wish I was around during on boxing days. You could literally see your favorite fighters fight every couple months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six said, we all know how non-legit those uh, UFC standings are standings what you mean rankings sometimes they are sometimes they aren't <clears throat> i favor manon the more i think about cardio it would be the key it's a good fight it's 50 50 man i like aaron and manon and i think they both got something going for him right now and um yeah yeah but yeah speaking of this fight man shoot Speaking of this fight coming up a few days after Valentine's Day, February 17th, Suarez Lamos. Who man, Amanda Lamos, she got a she's got a tough task ahead of her, man. I can't. I can't uh man, I can't I can't even think about it right now, man. I'm just like, wow. Like, but yeah, this fight here. I've said this before, like, this ain't really a fight that I was calling for either. Like, to me, I thought, you know, Amanda Lemos kind of had to go to the drawing board and, you know, kind of work on some things like a takedown defense and so on uh, before she jumped right back in there with somebody as big and as physical as Tatiana Suarez. But, hey, the girl's got – the girl's tough, man. Hey, the girl got some heart. I mean, she stood – Five rounds of Whaley, and now she's about to go a possible three with uh with uh Tatiana Suarez. But um, yeah, this fight here, man, um it's not really one that I was looking at at first. I was kind of thinking, you know, okay, Marina called for Suarez, but even but man, even that one right there, that would have been even more dominant for Suarez if you really look at it, like if Marina's not working on her takedown defense and if she doesn't land a big shot right away it could just just go into favor of suarez but i think in this type of matchup lamos does have more of a puncher's chance you know she does have more of a puncher's chance in this type of fight where um i think but when i think about it you know marina will move to set up her punches a little bit more sometimes lamos is a little too stationary and that's the thing about her. That's what caused her. And that's why she was getting taken down multiple times by Wei Li, you know? So the only thing I can say about Lamos in this fight is, man, like, they've really got to start to, they've really got to start uh, changing that rhythm up with their punches, man. You know, go ahead and go in there and start letting them shots go. You know, stop depending strictly on power. Um, let me see. Closer said, to who? Who you would have matched Lamos with then? Um, I probably would have matched her with somebody like uh Jenner over a Loopy, but they're matched up now. So 
you know, either one of them or, um, yeah, because she definitely have to fight down. Yeah. Or I would have gave Marina her rematch, <laughs> you know. I hated to see Marina go out that way, but uh, I would have liked to see Marina and Lamos run it back. You know, just just cause, just cause. I hated to see her get destroyed like that in two rounds, man. Anybody Marina fights at this point is going to be like a rematch, though, because she's been, you know, fighting everybody. That's one thing people don't give her enough credit for. Oh, slight of mind. Oh, slide of mind in the building. Slide of mind says it's been a while, but we in here. I was just thinking about you today, man. For real. For real. Before I got on, I was looking at um what fight was I watching? Damn, I'm trying to think, man. No, 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 no. I was looking at um IG and I was looking at, you know, uh Alexa Grasso training. And I thought a slight of mine. I was like, I ain't seen him in a minute, man. I mean, where's he still training or what's he doing? Hope your Christmas is good. Hope everything's good. You know? Mm. But yeah, I thought of you the thought of you today. That's funny. Uh Cole said, what do you think of Alicia Baumgartner calling out Clarissa? I don't think that's a good fight. I think Alicia Baumgartner is too small. I mean, she does get big. I mean, the girl's got muscles, but I think Clarissa's, you know, Clarissa be fighting at super middleweight and light, heavy, almost light heavyweight, but super middleweight, middleweight. They don't really match up to me. You know, they just don't match up. Oh, slide of mine fractured his foot. Oh, okay. Dang, sorry to hear that, man. Sparring. Somebody. Uh, somebody. Twist, uh, not twist your ankle. I mean, like kick wrong or like what happened? They're supposed to be cool, and now it's pretty. Yeah, it's got heated. It, it, it really has got heated. It really has got heated. All right, but yeah, I um. Yeah, like I said, I think Lamos, I would have matched her with like Marina in a rematch or or even like Verna. Uh, I don't know if she would have got like totally out grappled by Verna. You know, I think the aggression and the style of Wei Lee and like Suarez is like on another level than Verna. I think that would have been a good fight for her to see like how her, um, you know, see how in, in this training camp, how her takedown defense has gotten and even kind of work on some things like you know, Verna's going to be a lower level of, like, Whaley when it comes to just straight-up strength. But she is big. Like, Verna is big and strong. And, like, her jiu-jitsu is good. But I think Lemos would have had more even an even playing field there. You know, I think it would have been a little bit more even playing field where uh, Lemos could have some chances to work. And they, they really wouldn't have had too much of a the threat of that constant constant pressure in there um we'll let a merry christmas come hey merry christmas to you too side of mind to have your holidays yeah man your holiday is good christmas is good okay so kicking technique was off and i was careless okay okay well yeah you um chill sit back and let it recover you know just take your time on it that's what you got to do uh robot chicken said come i can see lamo stop and burn right 
I think it goes a little bit both ways there. You know, it could be an even playing field. Like, it, is Verna strong enough to keep her and drown her or possibly submit her? I don't know because, you know, Lamos's jiu-jitsu is pretty underrated too. Like, when she gets to the ground, I think some of her moves are pretty solid. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't know because um, she hasn't really had to – use it too much in some of these fights but if somebody like Berna general slows it down i think she'll have a more of a chance to kind of uh, get confident in it again but yeah those were like fights i would have seen but now that this is matched up you know we're going to see if suarez uh if she if she's able to feel out lamos with her own couple of jabs in the beginning of the round um, see how she does with some kicks. Uh, Suarez, I think her approach won't be the same as it was with Andrade. You know, Andrade is a different type of puncher than Lamos. So I think Suarez can't spin round after round on the outside, you know, letting this girl get full extension. You know, I think Suarez needs to go for what she knows and use that physicality in this type of fight. I would like to see. One thing I would like to see Suarez do a little different in this fight is like do a little clinch fighting. Khabib's coming back as a middleweight in July. Oh wow. Zama said Verna trash is like most in grappling. I didn't know he's coming back in July. What? Hmm. So yeah, I think Suarez, yeah, when it comes down to physicality or wrestling, I think she has a good chance to win this fight. But to me, I would like to see her do a little something different with her striking too, like inside striking. Just see if she's able to. Um, go in there and take away the gas tank with some knees and elbows. See if she has that clinch fighting style, kind of like Macy Barber used on um, uh, Montana and Jessica. I see if Suarez has that ability because I think going into a fight with Wei Lee, if Suarez wins this Lamos fight, she's going to have to use physicality in that fight against Wei Lee. She's she going to have to hit back. She gonna have to brawl in the, in the inside a little bit before she can fully get Whaley down. You know, she's gonna have to use some dirty boxing in there and be able to mix it up and do that. You know, do that little, uh, just that subtle type of damage. You know, that that takes takes that slowly chips away at your opponent. You know, at the same time, it don't wear you completely out. Just trying to take you, just trying to take somebody down constantly. You know. So we'll see, man. Uh, Slide of mine said, Slamos can defend the takedown, which is hard to imagine her being able to defend against. And I don't see her doing much. Right. Yeah, that's going to be the that's the tough part. She's got to be a little lighter on her feet. You know, she's going to have to be a little bit lighter on her feet, man. Yeah, she's not Andre, but she's like she's she i think she brings a bit of a different type of punches chance to the table like definitely not bringing in like andrade like most very dangerous on the feet but that usually gets nullified and, and to me that's if she starts to move around man like she's gonna have to start moving around more is kobe done he said he broke his foot i don't know if he's done done i don't really like kobe kobe covington but i mean i think he might get one more one or Maybe one more fight in him. Yeah. Yeah. If Lamos can defend the takedown, which is hard to imagine her being able to defend against, then I don't see her doing much. 
Yeah. Um, Closeman said there's no need for Suarez to strike with her. Nah, you don't need to strike with her. I wouldn't strike with her either. I'm saying, like, you got to strike your way in, you know? Don't make the mistake of striking with her with striking your way in on opponents, right? Because when you just run in on an opponent, that starts to get pretty predictable, right? But you still got to throw some hands. Like, Aaron almost made the mistake of striking with Tyler, you know. But when she struck her way in, she was able to get on the inside and wear it down, right? Makes sense. We'll let us say Lamos punches punches are straighter. Lamos' punches are straighter. Yeah, they are. I think she needs to start really working on that like jab though, man. Like she depends so much on power though. So much on power. Could be of Connor. Yeah. I would really like to see her move around in this type of fight. But yeah, man, like right now I got um I gotta go with uh early on, yeah, I gotta go with Suarez, man. Cause like I said, I I've been rocking with her for a while and I don't really see anybody like being able to chip away at her as far as who they got in the division now with what she brings to the table. It really takes somebody that can jab and move and somebody that'll throw high volume, like like I said, like a Joanna, I think, to get anywhere be close to beating Tatiana Suarez, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You strike your way in, you know, not stand with the person. Not Definitely not stand with Lamos. You won't stand with Lamos. Like, that's what I said. You got to spend most of your time on the inside with her. grappling, uh, cage fighting, or uh, physical. Because just use some of that stuff, you know, because you're going to need it when you fight Whaley. All right. But, um, yeah, last topic here, and then we'll probably come back and talk about it again, right? Because fight's, what, three or four months away. But, yeah, this fight is going down, man. This fight is going down March 30th. Uh, Blanchfield versus Faroe is going down. Um, I, I don't think it's been announced as, like, a main event or even, like, a co-main event yet. Well, somebody said co-main. Somebody said co-main event, I believe. But I was kind of hoping it would be a fight, like a five-round fight, because that would be a good test on both ladies' uh, cardio and just that resilience to see how they would react into, like, the championship rounds in a fight, you know? Definitely. Oh, hang on. Slidermon said, if Whaley could do what she did to Lamos and break her spirit, I'd imagine Suarez would be terror. Yeah, because that's all she does. Slidermon said, I knew that this fight was going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I had did a video the day before it was announced and talked about how Aaron wanted this fight and how important it was at this stage of her career. And um, same with Manon, like, when nothing else is going on, it's like, Hey, hey, we got to make this thing happen. But, yeah, when you match these two up right now, I mean, really, to me, it is a 50-50 fight. I mean, when you look at it, there are little things you can pick from one side or the other and say, this might be why this person loses or this person is suspect here. This person here doesn't have enough of this, right? Because I already hear people saying, you know, you know, Aaron is more built for five rounds, you know, where to me, I think Manon is too. You know, she's 
got the cardio. You know, she's got the cardio. She does cardio. So I think she's got the cardio for that. Um, some people think Aaron's resume is better. To me, I think resume is about the same because it comes down to the styles they fought. I think both of them had had to kind of make adjustments in their own way to prove that they are better than their opponent. Like, it's not always going to be pretty. That's the thing. Like, people get that mixed up, man. Like, they think because you're not always getting finishes that you're not as good as people say you are. But that's the thing. Like, who cares what people say? You know, there's certain things you got to do in a fight at times when you're fighting a higher level of a higher level of an opponent. You know, when you fight higher level of opponents, you're not going to go in there finishing everybody off the same way. You know what I mean? You're not going to go in there destroying, right? So when people sell you as a destroyer, it's like, well, I'd be like, okay, well, they said it. I didn't, you know, that's how I'd be if I was that fighter. I'd be like, you know, I, they said it. I didn't. I'm just doing what I got to do to win. And that's the kind of vibe I get from both of these fighters. Like Aaron does have a killer in killer inside of her, but she's just doing what she got to do to win too. Because if you look at Aaron, she's not a great striker, but she knows how to punch her way in. Right. She knows how to strike her way in. She knows how to dog her way in. Like for what she lacks in defense, she's all up in your face, smothering you. She turns into a smother and she has great jujitsu. So that's another thing that she relies on. So to me, she knows how to adjust into a fight. Same thing with Manon. Like I think Manon, her thing is that, you know, she's a mover and she likes to strike. But at the same time, you know, she has that power but sometimes she doesn't want to put herself fully in danger of possibly getting countered or falling behind on rounds so the next best thing for her is to say you know what let me use a few of these weapons that i have like the sidekick you know it's like a long jab let me use my combinations let me use my movement to to secure a victory so to me and to me when I really look at it and say this out loud now, I think both of them are smart fighters in their own way. Aaron might get a few more finishes and, and, and might look a little bit more gritty and doggy as of, as of lately. But I think that she's also, you know, thinking, you know, she's a thinking fighter as is Manon, you know. Um, but looking at their resume, I think, you know, they both have legit fights on here. And um, I think, it is a little bit more like, wow, whenever you see Aaron just nullify Tyler Santos in some ways. Like, they, they matched him up right, I think, in the last couple fights. Like, Jennifer Maya and Chikagan were good fights for Manon to kind of test her movement and how good her striking was. And she won them. And then you look at somebody like Tyler. I mean, Aaron, you want to see her fight Tyler and Andrade because – they're going to clash, you know, they're going to clash and they're going to go hard. And, and Aaron, man, like I said, that win over Tyler might not look impressive the most, but to me it did because she was in there and she was pinning Tyler up and wearing her down. And I don't think a lot of people expected that. I didn't pick in that fight, but part of me was like, I think somebody is going to get handled in here. I just didn't know who. And, you know, Aaron, she did it, man. She she did it. Slight of mind to Aaron is gritty and a go-getter, yeah. 
six Minoa's gonna utilize her size advantage. Aaron has to still figure out how to get in on Minoa's territory. Stop using her face as a defense weapon, <laughs> like Homer. <laughs> Minoa's got her got her hand raised in every fight. The way in the UFC she fights smart. This will be a chess match. I'm rolling with the uh, beast. Yeah, some sometime a couple of times when I watched that Rose and Minoa fight again, I was like, she should have went in there and finished her, but. She did what she had to do as far as a smart approach to not get possibly checked. You know, she fought a smart fight to, to, to get the victory. And that's what you want to do. That more power to you in that. Um, Ravioli said, who has more punch and power? Aaron Manon. I think Aaron, I think Manon does. I think Manon does. When it comes down to accuracy with head kicks, though, uh, I think it's about tied because I've seen Aaron throw some vicious head kicks. Um but with punching power, I would go with Manon. I think she just don't sit down on her shots as much, you know. But uh, Aaron, she put some weight into her punches, though. Like, she do put some weight into it. She's a strong hitter. Uh, let me see. Slide of my said just because Aaron Manon could beat Rose doesn't necessarily mean Aaron would, too. Right, right. Styles make fights, most definitely. Paul said the events page on the UFC site has their pictures up as if they are the main event. Oh, do they? Yeah, they might. Yeah, yeah, they, they probably have it. Oh, yeah, it says main event. It doesn't say what says main card, then it says main event. That's going to be a good card. And you got Vernon Lupi on there. I think it's going to be a main event because Aaron, this will be Aaron's second main event. And they, they'll, they want Aaron and Manon to be some headliners because if they're going to fight Grasso, you got to build their names up. You got to build their names up. So, yeah, I hope so. Uh, Easy said, killers always have a chance at beating technicians. Mayorga Vargas. <laughs> oh, yeah, always have a chance. Always have a chance, man. Uh, but, you know, the, the, that's when the technician has to bring out their killer you know like um when andre ward fought uh i know people think kovalev won that fight but andre ward had to come in there and be a dog too in the second fight you know kovalev was a killer hard hitter second fight in there but terrence crawford you know he's a technician but he's got he's a he's got a bit of a killer in there so i know manon's got a killer inside of her too so you know she's gonna have to mix up that killer and technician because yeah when um the killer comes on to you, you got to be able to um, stab back. You know, you got to stab back because the only way you're going to get a killer's respect is if you start stabbing them and they they feel that point. You know, they feel that point more than once. Or sometimes when a killer don't stop coming, you just got to stop them. Like Evander did to Mike Tyson two times. You know what I mean? Like you got to mentally break them and drain them. You got to smother them. Show him that you know you ain't afraid, and he better knock him out. You know, so same deal. I think people are going to be rather surprised at how much Aaron is going to struggle with Manon. Dark Shadow said Manon finishes Aaron. Uh, man, this is going to be a this is going to be a close fight. This is going to be a good fight. I think some things were told, but I will say this. Some things were told about how Aaron took that many punches from Manon. Like, that wasn't wise. She took heavy punches from Tyler. Excuse me. Tyler Santos hit Aaron in that first round. A lot of shots. 
And then she went into the smothering thing, you know. But I honestly think Tyler Manone is stronger than Tyler. What do y'all think? Who do you think is physically stronger? Like, well, I think Manone has better gas tank than Tyler. But who do you think, man? Like, because I'm just, I think the fight rather goes the distance. Yeah, I think it could go for five rounds, too. <clears throat> Dark Shadow said he thinks Tyler's stronger. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Manon in that one. It's, it's, it's a strength in the strength department. Maybe it's, or, you know, maybe it's just Tyler just don't have the gas tank to hang with it. But that's, you know, it, it only lasts for so many rounds, you know, like even when she fought Valentina. Well, let us this Warriors should fight at 125. I think she would win. I think it would be competitive. I think she would I think she owns straw weight, but I think 125 would be very competitive for her. Easy, I don't think Manon has more pop than Tyler. If she would, she would have KO Rose. Um, who said she had more pop? I um I said strength. Did somebody say uh pop? Because yeah, I said strength, but yeah, I no, no, yeah. Tyler Tyler hits harder. Yeah, Tyler is harder. Yeah, I, I think Manone is stronger, physically stronger, but I think Tyler has more heavy hands. I think she has heavier hands. Side of mind, I think Manone has better cardio, better resilience, better balance. Manone uses her strength better than Santos. Good point. That's that's what I mean. Manone uses her strength better, yeah, and resilience. Um, Aaron has pretty decent balance too though man i think Aaron has some pretty decent balance for what she's bringing to the table i don't really see her as like a light on her feet type of mover but she's got some pressure about her man she's got some pressure i'll tell you one thing i want to see in this fight i like i, I would love to see like her jab be a little bit more square down the pipe i don't like to see my own jab too a little bit more I know she kind of throws him a little hook sometimes, but I like to see Minotha or jab a little bit more. Uh, Santos starches Suarez. Ooh. It, it, it definitely goes the distance if Minotha sticks to the plan. I mean, we haven't seen Minotha in there with a grapple like Aaron, so will her strength hold up if it's five rounds? Well, we've seen her in there with girls that have strength. That's the thing. Like We've seen her in there with girls like Jennifer Maya. And um, even like on a lower level, like um, Myra Buena Silva, you know, like you've seen how she can handle those girls with their strength, but you've seen sometimes like Tyler fade. Like compare Tyler and you compare Manon on how they handle their strength. Like who fades more? Like that's how that's what I'm looking at. Like the way she handled Jennifer Maya, a lot of girls struggle with. A lot of girls struggle with handling Jennifer Mile in the cage like that. You know, Casey O'Neill, she couldn't. Um, what's her name? But the champ, Valentina. Yeah, Valentina, you know, she definitely had moments with her too. But you could see, like, how big and how strong she was and how she could handle her on the cage. So that's my point is, like, looking at what I was able to see her do, how you see Tyler, she's strong, but how she kind of fades – you know, I think in a five round situation, I would still say um, it, it, I think it would hold up. I think her 
IQ is there too. You know, I think IQ helps her balance all that out. Manon may be physically strong, but she's kickboxing strong. She won't know how to deal with a seasoned wrestler with that strength. I think she does in the clinch, though, man. I think she knows how to use it in the clinch. I think she knows that, like, she's been wrestling, like, look at some of her early fights. Like, she knew how to use that strength, man. Like, when she fought that big girl on Leah McCourt, like, you know, Leah McCourt, like, was struggling with her. Like, you know, Leah McCourt's a big fighter, too. Like, I know that was early in their careers, but she was, hand, like, she, she could hang with Leah McCourt. Like, Leah McCourt couldn't, like, toss her around, you know? So... I think she knows how to use it, but sometimes just doesn't use it enough, you know. Of course, if you don't use it in as many fights, then yeah, it's it, it could be a problem there. Like you see Aaron use her hers a little bit more. Uh Sachin said Manon can't finish for sure, but Aaron can't. Yeah, finishing rate, you know, goes closer to Aaron because Aaron has gotten some finishes. Um, let me see how many people did she finish? She finished one, two, three. Um, Manon has finished, let's see, one, two. Yeah, finishing rate and how they fight, I think finishing rate definitely goes edge to, to Aaron. Yeah, Liam, of course, huge, man. So I just said I want Aaron to win because Manon is boring. She is Caitlyn 2.0. I don't think so. Like, I don't even think Caitlyn Chikagan is boring, though. Like, that, that's just me. Like, I don't find her style to be boring to me, Caitlyn. Um, you know, I think they make fights entertaining. Like, not every fight is going to be a finish. I mean, for me, you know, I like I like skills and I like technique. And I, I haven't seen a boring Manon fight yet. Or Chikagan to me, like. Seen a boring caller fight, Rose fight. <laughs> but that's just me. Hang on one second, y'all. All right, let's see. All, all I want to say is, we know if my own butt touches the canvas, that's all she wrote. Man, yeah, man, this is going to be a crazy fight, man, if it goes to the ground, like for, my, for Aaron. For Aaron. Um, sorry, I might check out my above post and I wanted to take your take on it. I think it's a good initial comparison. All right, hold on. Um, let me see. Okay. Wait, she's going to go forward, but unlike Askren, she will have her guard up and she will immediately try to grapple. And that's where we will see 
Manon's initial reaction and response. Yeah, I can see that. Um, hold on, let me see. Aaron's a bulldog. I think she would try to test the waters very early and pose her strength. Think of the beginning of Askren Masvidal. She's going to try to go forward fast and early, but with defense. Mm, I can see that because that's what worked for her in the Tyler fight. She came forward a little bit more with this relentless pressure, and it made Tyler back up. But, you know, I think Manon uses more angles. She uses more angles, so maybe she'll cut a few angles on her. Uh, maybe she'll look to land like a knee when Aaron runs in. Maybe she'll look to counter. And that's where – if, if Manon looks for any type of finish, it should be a counter. You know, it should be like a – flying knee if she comes running in or uppercut or check right hook you know maybe a finish off the back foot like a good counter but i don't think she needs to run straight into aaron um and i don't think aaron needs to run straight into her you know it has to be like you said pressure guard up and um kind of fight behind her jab to get in and, and make it feel cagey for manone but for manone you know i think she needs to use angles and look for the chin land like one twos to hurt her and get her out you know you said that's why that's why i'm saying that's where we'll see when those reaction yeah you know we need to see how she reacts of course yeah like when she steps in you know we will see if her thing is to like accept position on the cage and if she does that's gonna be her downfall because she accepts it we all know aaron's gonna keep pushing and pushing until she tires her out and then tries to get that trip and takedown. So we'll see if Manon can create space, hit her, you know, on breaks, go back to the center. Yeah, immediate, re yeah, immediate reaction. And and if it's a good, you know, if it's a the right immediate reaction, you know what I mean? Like if it's letting them offense go to do damage. Or, you know, just get out of harm's way, then that'll answer questions. Like, that's going to tell, that's that'll set the pace for Aaron. That'll set the pace for Manon, and that'll make Aaron kind of think, okay, like, if we can't get in this way, first round, we got to make an adjustment already, you know? And if they adjust him by the first round, and Manon's already, like, catching on each time, then it's going to be a long night, right? But it's, See, it's one thing like in that fight with Tyler, they made one adjustment and it worked the last two rounds. The first round didn't go her way, but the second and third did because they made that one. But if, because see, Tyler wasn't really reactive to it, but if reacting to it, but if Manon reacts to it a number of times, it's going to make Aaron have to say, man, like, what do we got in the bag? What do we got in the bag each time if they got that many game plans? But like I said, I think Aaron's a smart fighter and she keeps it moving. But then again, Manon is. So my trainer hat is telling me since they know that Manon is a mover, they're going to wait until Manon gets close to the cage and just back her up. It's simply simple and deadly. Yeah, that could be it. My trainer hat tells me also to, for Manon to keep her hands up because Aaron throws a mean head kick. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, but keep them hands up. Don't pull back. My trainer hat says, don't pull back. Don't pull back in these type of fights. Step left, right, hands up, no pulling back. 
because you can't pull back from a head kick, man. You're going to catch the foot. You'll catch the ankle. You might not get the shin, but you'll catch that foot or ankle thinking you can pull fully out of reach of a head kick. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, been a good show. That's about all I got on this one, y'all. I just wanted to run through a few things with y'all. Um, a lot of good stuff coming up for 2024. Uh, I think that um, flyweight division is still the hottest thing. You know, Suarez Lamo should be interesting fight. But other than that, um, flyweight's where it's at. I'm gonna jump back on maybe tomorrow. We'll talk about UFC 300 because I want to talk about fights. WMA fights that need to be on the card. I know some of y'all are probably thinking like, we're thinking like Andrade and Rose three. Like, should that be on 300? No, I think it should be. You know, I think it should be. Yeah, even if a head kick grazes you, it can turn the lights off. Exactly. Uh, Slide of my said, do you remember what I told you a while back about what a huge focus, what was a huge focus for Grasso? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. I was like, I partially remember. You might need to refresh my memory a little bit. I, if I'm thinking right, I had a lot of stuff going on. It's like of mine over the past past year. <laughs> a lot of difficult stuff going on. So, uh, let's see. Close said, you said Manon is stronger. So do you think Manon's ground game is as good as Tyler? Because Tyler survives on the bottom with Aaron. So do you think Manon can get up? I think she can. I've seen her on the back in a couple of situations before, but I think that she can. It's going to be tough, though, but I think that I think she has the ability to do it. Because they've been working. They've been working in that. They've been working in that camp on the ground like they people think it's just all striking. But, yeah, she's been wrestling and she's been working that ground game, too. And if you can combine a decent ground game with physical strength, you know, I think that, you know, she should have that balance to be able to get up, you know. And to me, that's what you really want in that fight. Like, if you could take Aaron down and just get side control to straight up smother her because you're stronger, that's a big risk. But if you want to cap a round off like that, fine. But don't spend long periods out right there on the ground. Side of mindset has something to do with Aaron. Were they focused? I can't even remember. Were they focused on fighting Aaron or something? Uh, Triple T YK said, What do you think of Dakota, the chief in PFL? I think she's the best prospect in WMA. I can send you a link to her last fight. She slipped. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a link, man. Um, Don't put it in this chat, though, because it won't show up. Send the link to this. Send the link to this email right here. Uh triple triple T Y K. Send the link there. I mean, I know who you're talking about, of course. Like I've watched a number of her fights, but I, I missed the last fight. But I think she's a good fighter. Um, I know she just won the PFL flyweight belt. Still need to see a little bit more from her. I'm ready to see her fight some of the Bellator fighters. But, yeah, I think she's an exciting fighter. I don't think she's, like, on a Valentina and Grasso level yet, but she's exciting. You know, yeah, she's a good prospect, definitely. You know, she'd be going out there finishing. Uh, 
you know. But yeah, send the link to that email right there. Uh, slide of mine said, did some of your videos get removed? I don't know. I, which one were you looking for? Easy said, oh, I'm all in on um, Dakota. You know, she got to have something for me to say that. <laughs> he said, my bump meter hasn't gone off yet. Yeah, she's a good fighter, though. Like, because she's very technically sharp, too, and like, she finished, she's got finishes on the feet and on the ground. And like, it's not sloppy work either. Like, let me just put it that way. Like, I don't want to overpraise her, but she's, she's, she's good. Like, she's definitely not doing sloppy work. It was a Grasso Shevchenko video that got removed. Mm, I got to look in my email to see if they've been moving, removing videos, but. Dang, Manon's an underdog. High five said MAC versus Aaron after Aaron loses to Manon. That'd be a good fight if 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 Macy beats Jakagan too. I think it was great. I don't it should still be up. It should still be up. Nothing's gotten removed. Yeah, it should still be up there. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking through it now. I don't, I didn't see anything about anything being removed. If it was a live stream or just a video, yeah, nothing should have been removed. I, I got no strikes being nothing being removed here. <clears throat> oh boy, I don't. Which people we talking about? Like a reaction video. Closer said he thinks Aaron's ground game is overrated. She couldn't even submit Tyler when she was on top over. Uh, I don't think it's overrated because of that, because um, Tyler's jujitsu is good too. You know, like sometimes that jujitsu just kind of cancels each other out, you know. Oh, you said you were one of the main folks that initially was doubting and became a believer. And we actually played that as one of the clips at our gym in our celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot. She turned it up, man. Like, I hope you played the part where I said prove. What, what do I always say? Prove me right. No, prove me wrong means you're doing something right. <laughs> That's what I always say. If you prove me wrong, you must be doing something right. That's what I always say. Prove me wrong. You must be doing something right. Paul said, where did you see Manon as an underdog? I thought that might be the case, but where is that? Yeah, where is that robot? I just heard robot say it. Where is she? Where is she? Where you see as an underdog at? High five said Aaron will bow down the Lipsky on the ground. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. Shoot, I've done a lot of videos and stuff. I don't even know which one. If you're talking about the actual fight, yeah, the actual fight should be up. I'm about to go back through and watch it again myself. Yeah, my reaction to that one. Woo. Uh, 
Okay, Colson said, yeah, but Tyler went for that takedown and landed on bottom. Yeah, I remember that. At one point, Aaron was on her back and still couldn't choke her. And Tyler's good. That's how good Tyler is, though, man. It just shows you how good Tyler is. Like, when it came down to their jujitsu and, like, your graveling, I, I I didn't see anybody get submitted, honestly. That's how good they were. both of them are. I couldn't even tell you who's like, who would get a submission first because Tyler's strength helps her balance out her her, her abilities and you know Aaron just being technically efficient you know she'll be able to get positions at time but not every moment not everything will be a submission she might just get positioned like she did to Miranda but if that was the case you know she should have submitted Miranda too but you know Miranda she's a pretty good uh uh BJJ practitioner you know some fighters like that yeah like you just won't be able to submit because she was getting out of some Tricky was from um, Aaron. Miranda was. Oh, the full fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be able to find that. It was back in uh, March. Lipsy's better on the feet, but not, not on the ground. Yeah. But, um, on that note, y'all, I got to get up out of here. I appreciate everybody coming through. Good to see Slot of Mine back in the building. But hope the rest of y'all that came in a little late, go back and listen to the show. Make sure y'all subscribe. All these platforms where we at, especially on YouTube, of course. But um, yeah, I'm going to wrap this show up, y'all. Hope everybody has a good Christmas for the remainder of the about two hours left. Or if you're on the West Coast or wherever, you might have another three or four. But yeah, I'm getting up out of here. Appreciate y'all. Um, catch me on the next one tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about UFC 300 tomorrow. But uh, yeah, hit that like and subscribe. Hey, friends, see you later. Slide of mine. Easy, peace, Merry Christmas. I'm out, y'all. Later.